This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a weekly show where we learn what it means to rise above the human condition. We hope the conversation today is just what you need for the week ahead. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Transcend Human Podcast. It is great to be with you. Uh, November 28th, 2022. So we are just getting off of the Thanksgiving weekend. And I hope all of you um, had a chance to enjoy the weekend, enjoy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you spent time with friends or family or um, people that you care about uh, and enjoyed the weekend. And that's what really what we're going to talk about today. Um, I just decided, why not do an episode on Thanksgiving? It'll be fun. So here we go. Uh, minute of transparency. Get your turkey on. So what does Thanksgiving look like for you? Not just today, but growing up, right? What did you do? What was your tradition? Um, how big was it? How small was it? All of that stuff. Uh, for me, Thanksgiving was very basic, right? We had, in terms of food, we had turkey and all the fixings. Um, there were years where we had a, a vegetarian option because my my sister was vegetarian uh, for a while in there. But there was always a turkey, even if it was pretty small. Uh, we had this thing called uh, pumpkin pie in the sky. And that was uh, basically pumpkin pie, but with a layer of uh, cheesecake type thing on the bottom. Um, really good. We still make it to this day, but that was it. I mean, that was Thanksgiving. It was more the food. It was getting up early, putting the turkey in the oven. Not that I did that. Um, but I can still remember as kids, we were, we woke up pretty early and I remember, you know, my mom getting out of bed, throwing the turkey in the oven, and then just hanging out all morning while the turkey cooked and, and other things were prepared. And it was fun, but it was a very small family affair. Uh, I can remember football games on TV. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we traveled very often to see family, probably because most of them lived in Canada, and Thanksgiving is on the wrong day there. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, they do have Canadian Thanksgiving, but it's on a different day. Uh, every once in a while, we would be invited to a friend's home for Thanksgiving. And uh, every so often, we would host Thanksgiving for a family or two. But for the most part, it was just our uh, immediate family. Uh, one year, I can remember my dad brought one of his students home. Uh, my dad was a, a teacher at a college there in, in Powell, Wyoming. And the student he brought home taught me two valuable lessons that year. First, my parents taught me the importance of sharing or being of service to others. So they didn't have to invite the student over, right? But they knew that he didn't have family close and that he basically had nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. And the other thing it taught me, the other valuable lesson was the the lesson of inclusivity rather than exclusivity. So the student my dad brought over was African-American, which isn't really important to the story except for 
the fact that we lived in Powell, Wyoming. And this student may have been one of the only African-Americans living in the county. My parents showed me that day that everyone is equal, everyone is valuable, and everyone is important. And that's a lesson that I wouldn't soon forget. Today's topic, transcending Thanksgiving. Uh, We're going to talk about more than just thanks, more than just giving, and more like a lifestyle. Number one, more than just thanks. So I don't think I've done an episode specifically on Thanksgiving or being thankful in general since I started the podcast. Uh, When I look back, I mean, I've been doing this for three years. And so there have been two other Thanksgivings where I could have done an episode like this. Uh, I look back in 2020 when we, the first year we did the podcast and I did an episode called Transcending Personality. Then in 2021, uh, I did an episode called Transcending Good. So I'm not really sure what I was thinking then, but obviously it wasn't much about Thanksgiving or being thankful. So this year I just decided let's just do the obvious topic, not because it's Thanksgiving, but because I actually felt thankful last week, even before Thanksgiving hit. I talked a little bit about this on TikTok, uh, how I had this moment of intense gratefulness this year, Um, mainly for my wife, for Tammy, and the fact that she is stuck by me um, all these years, but for other things as well. You know, the the life I've been able to live, the people I've met, the places I've lived, the places I've visited, and just things I've been able to do and experience. So that's the real reason for this episode. It just happens to be Thanksgiving, so it worked out well. But let's start with the thanks part of Thanksgiving, right? The holiday season attempts to manufacture this on some level, right? It's Thanksgiving, therefore you should be thankful. Like, it's that easy, right? Like you can snap your fingers and boom, all of a sudden you're thankful, Like I said, in 2020 and 2021, I don't think I was very thankful, especially during the Thanksgiving or the holiday season. Uh, We were knee deep in COVID, social unrest, political chaos. And for me, it just did not lend itself to me being very thankful. Now, I know, I know, I, I could have been the eternal optimist and I could have actually viewed all of the good things in my life as more important than the negative things. And therefore, I would have been grateful, right? But for some reason, it didn't work that way for me. I got sucked into the reality of the situation, the negativity, and the very real possibility that our society was in meltdown mode. And this is why Thanksgiving can't create thankfulness. We have to create it for ourselves. And this year, for some reason, my eyes were open to that realization. I was able to shut out the noise of the world and just focus long enough to see how thankful I really should be. So what I thought I would do in this first section is just walk through the things that I'm thankful for. Um, Number one, my creator. I know, I know. Everyone who wins an award at an award show stands up and thanks God first, right? And we often poke fun of them for doing that. But as long as it's sincere, it's for a good reason, right? Because As Christians, we have to admit that the only reason we're on this planet and still breathing is because God exists. 
and because he wants nothing more than to be reunited with us someday. Now, I know we all get caught up in the happenings of the world and in our own little stories that we're trying to write, but at the end of the day, there is only one story that matters. Um, on, on Transcend Human, we often refer to this as controversy theory. And it really grounds me when I, when I start to stray a bit, when I, when I get a little off track. And the other reason that I need to thank God is for your benefit. Those who have listened to the podcast for some time now, because over the past year, I've spent a fair amount of time talking about deconstruction. And after a while, there may be listeners who are tempted to say, man, this guy is out. Like he's, he's given up on Christianity for sure. But this isn't the case at all. Yes, I've struggled a lot with traditional, legalistic, religious traditions. Um, I've all but given up on non-denominational megachurch stuff like right, the mega church movement. And it's been really hard for me to trust church enough to even begin attending again. But none of those things have impacted my belief in my creator. My faith is as strong today as it was before the whole deconstruction thing even started. And I really don't intend for that to change anytime soon. Number two, Tammy, of course, my partner in crime, the one who's been willing to put up with me on this crazy journey through life. I'm thankful that she loved me enough to stick with me during the drinking years. I'm thankful that she calls me out on my crap because at the end of the day, who else does, right? Uh, I'm thankful for her personality, the adventurous Enneagram 7 to my stick-in-the-mud Enneagram 1, uh, the extrovert to my introvertedness, uh, the holiday cheer to my bah humbug, she does way more than she gets credit for. And she's always there for her family, including the laundry list of kids who have come in and out of our house as either friends of our kids or because they needed a place to stay. Uh, and then you have the kiddos who came through the Safe Family Program uh, all the way up until uh, this year when we got a little five-year-old through the foster system. And I just love that she loves the way she does. It's in her DNA, and I get to watch it in action every day. Number three, my family, starting out with the three bio kids. So I just can't thank God enough for letting us play a small role in their overall story. Uh, our oldest is graduating from college and looking into law school. Our middle child is in New York City studying musical theater. And our youngest is finishing up high school here in Irvine, California. They're just fun humans to be around. I love the way they love each other. I love that they love other people the way that Tammy does. Combined, I think the three of them have taught me more about the world, about humanity, and about inclusivity than I would have ever learned on my own. Number four, extended family. So I'm thankful for my parents and the way that they raised me. Yes, some of it was highly religious, highly legalistic, right? Things that I've probably had to work through in the past few years deconstructing. Um, but I don't blame them for that. I don't, I don't view their parenting as uh, abusive or inappropriate in any way, misleading, right? They were simply being parents the way that they believed they were supposed to be, given the information they had. 
In fact, I know that I have fallen into very similar behavior with my own kids. Um, I've, I have to be careful not to start to think that I'm the enlightened one, right? That, that I have awakened and that I have the true understanding of how to, how to live or how to parent. Because if you were to interview my kids today, they might tell you a very similar story to mine, right? That there were things that Tammy and I did that they've had to deconstruct, things that they've had to unlearn. On some level, I think it's just the cycle of life. Then there's my brother and sister. Unfortunately, we're chips off the old block uh, when it comes to staying connected. We can be in a room together and talk for hours, and then we can go in a whole year without even uh, making a phone call. I know, I know, it's weird, right? And we're still trying to figure out where that came from. And then there's the in-laws, Tammy's dad and brother and their families. Um, so glad that I got to spend so many years with them. Uh, living in California has obviously made it a bit harder to stay connected, but we do make trips back every now and then, which helps. Number five, friends. Tammy has numerous friends, and I have a select few, <laughs> at least here in California. Um, in the six years that we've been here, I've been pretty closed off to meeting new people. I can't, I can't lie about it. I just go about my business and I get stuff done. Uh, but Tammy, over the years, has made a lot of connections. And luckily, she's pulled me out of my cave uh, from time to time in order to meet new people, some really great people, right? And so we have a handful of people that we spend time with, and it just makes life that much richer. We also have our friends in Indiana, and any time that we get to spend with them is just icing on the cake. Number six, cars. <laughs> <laughs> on some level, it's just really funny to hear that even come out of my mouth because I've never been a car guy, right? I, I grew up driving my parents' cars. I can still remember the big Ford station wagon, uh, the, the little Mercury Zephyr station wagon. Uh, I remember the conversion vans. I remember uh, when my, my dad started to get into uh, Hondas and, you know, we had multiple versions of the Honda Accord, um, and the Honda, what did we have? A Honda Pilot, and then the Honda Odysseys over the years. Um, they were just cars, right? It was never a thing. Uh, I didn't even buy my own car until I got married. Um, when I was in college, uh, I went through three motorcycles. So maybe it was that. Maybe that's what scratched the itch I had for having a vehicle, for doing uh, driving something fast. Um, but when we got to California, two things happened. First, uh, my wife forced me to buy a Jeep. <laughs> and I say, I say forced because I, I really had no desire to have a Jeep product. I think I've told this story before. Uh, never been a fan of the Dodge Ram family. Uh, and when, when Dodge bought Jeep, I just assumed that it would, had gone downhill and I would never own a Jeep. Um, but she, she had this like, idea that a Jeep would be fun. Um, she, I think on her bucket list, she had uh, owning a convertible as one of her bucket list items. And over the years, she realized that I probably won't have a convertible. They're just, they're super expensive and they're just not real practical. Um, but a Jeep, on the other hand, now that, that might work. And so 
she started looking around. We ended up finding one in in Michigan somewhere. Um, and so we bought it. And uh, Tyler and I drove it back from Michigan to California. And it's been one of the f- most fun uh, purchases we've ever made. Um, truly a part of the family. Uh, it's, it's so much fun to drive around. It's fun to take the top off, take the doors off, um, and just be part of nature, um, if you will. Then um, I think as Tyler was getting close to driving and, and starting to learn to drive, uh, he just, he was really focused on the Mazda Miata and not the newer ones, literally the original Mazda Miata, the one that has the pop-up headlights. And, and so we started looking and we started looking and eventually we found one and we bought it and he's had that ever since. And it was just a lot of fun, not only working with him to find one, but then once we bought it to get it fixed up a little bit, get it working well, um, replace the soft top, just a number of things uh, in order to get it running well. And it's been so much fun watching him enjoy this little 1992 Mazda Miata. So that's it. Those, those two cars have literally made me a car person again if I ever was. Um, I do remember at one point, I think it was when my, when the girls started driving and we knew we needed another car. Um, I bought a used Toyota Camry Sport and that was the first time I think I had ever really had fun driving a car, right? I started enjoying driving again. And then just as I, (laughs) just as I got used to it, um, COVID hit, we all stopped driving and my oldest daughter um, ended up taking it with her to college. And so, like I said, I've never really had a vehicle of my own that I really enjoyed. But between the Jeep and the Miata, I just came to love cars or came to see them in a whole new way. The Jeep is a whole thing, right? Uh, a thing that you'll never really understand unless you own one. Like there's an entire culture around the Jeep movement. Uh, jeeping, bouldering, um, you know, like as a, as a group of people, Jeep people are just connected in that way, uh, which is why there's the Jeep wave. You'll see people who own Jeeps waving at each other um, just as a, as a sign of solidarity, I guess. But, and then the Miata is just fun all together, right? Watching Tyler take care of it, dress it up for the holidays and um, being able to help him from time to time on little projects. So yes, I am thankful for cars, if that makes sense. Number seven, sports. So I'm sure everyone has their thing, right? Some people love movies. Some people love music. Some people love to travel. I love sports, I guess. When I really think about it, I love sports, right? I'm thankful for the role that it's played throughout my entire life. For starters, I grew up watching the NFL, the NHL, things like that with my dad. Great memories. Memories I'll never forget. Next, I still remember my dad teaching us how to ice skate um, at public skating facilities, on ponds in Wyoming, and even in our backyard. Uh, One year, my dad built this small little ice rink from scratch in our backyard. Um, As a kid, I remember playing baseball from the time I could pick up a bat till around 16, I think. Um, In high school, I played every sport I could play, 
in college, I did the same. And then I started to supplement with running and working out. Uh, in college and shortly thereafter, um, I would call those the non-traditional sport years. So really got into snowboarding, camping, hiking, and rock climbing, things like that. Later, I convinced a group of my friends to uh, get scuba certified so that we could explore the ocean together. And we did that for a few years. And around that time, my kids were getting old enough to, to start playing things themselves, right? So we had kids in travel soccer, travel hockey, travel baseball. Uh, Rachel was in dance and theater and acting. And they continued these pursuits well into high school. And after doing that for so many years, right, having that be such a big part of your life for so many years, it's just crazy when it, when it kind of wraps up and comes to an end. Um, you know, just a few weeks ago, Tyler hung up his football cleats for the last time. Um, they lost in a uh, playoff game and it was just that weird sense of finality. Like, wow, that was the last high school football game we're ever going to go watch our kid play. Um, now Tyler still has a season of high school volleyball, so there's still, there's still some things coming, but there was just a weird sense of finality at that last football game. Uh, and when that's done, it'll be all over, right? We, we will never watch our kids play sports again. So where am I at today? Well, probably enjoying sports on the couch. That's more my thing, right? I've tried to keep up with the NHL and the NFL as much as possible. But it's definitely a much more sedentary lifestyle at this point. Um, however, there is still part of me that just longs to be out there, to be exploring, climbing mountains, hiking, things like that. Number eight, the United States. Again, I can't believe I'm hearing myself say that. After all of the issues that we've faced the past few years, the political polarization, the Trumplican party, and the damage that it's done to our democracy, but through it all, I can't deny the potential that our country has. Yes, we've done terrible things. We've made terrible mistakes, but I think you're going to have that no matter where you go. My parents came from Canada, another country that enjoys freedom and peace, and it's pretty inclusive, but they're still here they're still living in America. Why? Because it's a great place to live. At this point, I, I think what I've landed on is that we've gotten to a place where we have to own the fact that the future of the country is on us, right? We, we can't look at the government and, and keep putting it on them to fix everything, to make the country a better country. We need to make the country better ourselves. We need to take an active role in that, in helping it reach its full potential. And I think that we can do that in two ways. First, by being a good citizen, right? It all comes down to how we live, living lives that uplift other people and strengthen the communities around us. And number two, obviously, by voting, right? By putting politicians in place who will uphold the Constitution. But not just that, the freedom that it provides, the freedom that we have come to appreciate in this country. Number nine, California. Not because of the politics, not because of the standard of living, not because of the numerous taxes that decrease your earning potential. It's because of the climate. If you know, you know. 
There's just something amazing about the coastal climate hitting a desert climate. Cold ocean water with fairly warm to hot temperatures. I believe they call it subtropical. But the temperature range is between the 60s and the low 80s. Just enough rain to keep us honest. Low humidity. Very few bugs. And that's just the climate. That's just a start, right? Living in a place where you can head to the mountains in the morning and go snowboarding and then back to the beach to surf at night, and everything in between. You have LA, San Diego, Palm Springs, and all of your coastal communities. Vegas is a four-hour drive if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Tammy and I joke all the time that we've been ruined, (laughs) really. I mean, living anywhere else at this point is going to require concessions. Number 10, transcend human and more specifically, the Transcend Human podcast. So this has literally been um, something that's helped me through the last few years of, of COVID and all of the difficulties that we've experienced. It's allowed me to get stuff out of my brain and into the world. It's, it's just been an outlet for so many things. Um, I'm thankful for my family members who've jumped in and, and done episodes with me. Uh, I'm thankful for you the listeners and the feedback that you provide. And I'm just thankful for the future, right? Uh, I'm so hopeful. All of the things that this podcast could become in the years ahead. Number two, more than just giving. So just as Thanksgiving is more than just thanks, it's also more than just giving. On the actual day of Thanksgiving, we give in a variety of ways, right? If you have people over, you're giving of your time and resources. Uh, People often serve on or around Thanksgiving, right? Helping out at a food pantry or a homeless shelter. It's just, it's kind of like part of the culture for Thanksgiving. And then there's the obvious type of giving, right? Giving money, donations. Tis the season to give, right? It's it's during Thanksgiving or shortly after Thanksgiving where you start to see the, uh, you know, the red canisters and the bells you know, ringing Salvation Army, give money to the Salvation Army. Um, Nowadays, right, we have this thing called Giving Tuesday, right, which is actually tomorrow, November 29th, uh, in case you were wondering. Giving Tuesday is a national thing because giving is part of the Thanksgiving season. Number three, more like a lifestyle. So we've talked about being thankful. We've talked about giving two things that we do during the holiday season, especially around Thanksgiving. But what about the rest of the year? Now, before you get irritated with me, just know that I'm talking to myself, right? It's in my nature to sit home and just exist, which means that I'm not really giving back to people or to my community. So this is as much for me as it is for you. What I'm wrestling with is this whole idea of being thankful and giving back all year long, rather than just saving it all up for Turkey Day. So what would it look like to step up our thankfulness and our giving throughout the year? When it comes to being thankful, at least for me, there needs to be a mechanism, right? Some kind of a routine that keeps me thinking with that mindset. Uh, I went to a couples conference one time, uh, and the speaker suggested that we keep a journal of all of the positive things that our spouse did during the week. For quite a while, I kept this journal up. 
I would see it in my backpack and it would jog my memory. Um, I would open it up, add another line or two uh, with some of the positive things that I had seen in Tammy that week. And then COVID hit and it just fell through the cracks. And what I realized is that I was no longer driving to work. I was no longer taking my backpack with me. So I wasn't seeing the journal on a regular basis. Uh, what I need to do is I need to find that little journal and I need to stick it on my desk somewhere, somewhere that I can see it throughout the week. My guess is that being thankful could require a similar routine, right? Maybe a journal, maybe a small book by the, by the bed at night, uh, maybe a sticky note on your computer that simply says, thankful much? Or maybe it's a calendar entry uh, each week that pops up on your phone saying, stop and be thankful for 15 minutes. Um, I need to find something that works for me. And I think that you should do the same. Now, when it comes to giving, um, I feel like Tammy and I took a pretty big step in that direction when we decided to become a resource family. Uh, it may not be giving financially, but it definitely requires you to give time, attention, um, all sorts of things that you don't realize that you have to another person. It's been an amazing journey, to be sure. Uh, one that Tammy and I talk about in the Transcending Stories series on the podcast. Uh, we did our first episode a few weeks ago, uh, and we're working on another one this week, I, I think. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Um, if you're interested in fostering or if you just want to follow us on our journey. Now, just because Tammy and I are giving back in this way doesn't mean that we're done, right? We didn't check a box like, oh, we're givers. It's so good. We're done now. Um, I, I feel it's a great start, but there are always things that we can do to give back, to serve others, to serve our community, even if in very small ways. So my question is, as, as Tammy and I work on that ourselves, what does that look like for you? Is there something small that you could start doing after this Thanksgiving season is over, something that you could actually keep going and keep doing throughout the entire year. Let's land the plane. So first and foremost, I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Like I said, I hope you had a great time with friends, family, uh, ate some good food, um, watched some good football, and just enjoyed the, the long weekend. But second, I hope that this episode resonates with you on some level that you want to be thankful all year long and that uh, somewhere deep down in your heart, there's this desire to be a giving person as well throughout the year. I mean, hey, we're all in this together, right? So I'll hold you accountable as long as you do the same for me, right? Take a few minutes this week to come up with a plan of attack um, and let me know if you have some breakthrough that might help other people. I'd love to hear your story uh, and share it with your consent. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, have a great holiday season, everyone. And as always, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. If you're interested in the show notes for this episode, head on over to transcendhuman.com forward slash podcast and navigate to the episode you're looking for. On the website, you'll also find blog posts, 
podcast series, and other helpful resources to help you navigate the transcend human ecosystem. You'll also find links to our social media channels. And as always, if you have questions, feel free to contact us at info at transcendhuman.com. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Monday morning.